You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm Jackie Koch. I'm your host and We are wrapping up a five-part series that independently, if you listen to it on your own, probably are going to be helpful. But if you listen to them all consecutively, you're going to get the most value. Today, we are wrapping up that series. And the series really was everything you need to know about getting your HR stuff right, how to set your HR systems up well, and most importantly, how to make sure that you're doing things right so that you're covering your butt and so that you are really creating a good foundation for developing a scaling business and scaling your team. Because as you know, probably if you're listening to the show, one of the main ways that you can scale your business is to scale your team. And to scale your team well, you need to have some things in place and happy employees are going to help your business do much better. And so that's really what this episode, this series was all about, I should say, was how to make sure you're covering your butt and how to make sure you're setting up some best practices to manage and lead and scale a team. So we started out talking a little bit about the mistakes and and why you tend to put it off and the mistakes that small business owners make when They're thinking about their HR systems. You often think you have time and you think it doesn't matter and it does matter. It does matter now. And in that episode, we talked about some of the different examples of clients we've worked with who did some of these mistakes and the impact it had on their business. And so we talked about that and we talked about how to do a gut check if your business is stuck, vulnerable, or safeguarded. And then we moved into what are the most common mistakes people make and what are the biggest areas that can cause you a bit of trouble. So we dug into that. And then we went over the best practices, the best practice areas, the areas you should be thinking about when you're implementing new things into the HR side of your business. Yesterday, we talked about employee handbooks and why to have them, the purpose of them, and the different policies to really think about before you start to have a team. And so today, I wanted to wrap it all up in a bow and talk about what you should do first. It all feels overwhelming, like I can't do it all. Where do I start? And so that's really what I wanted today to be about for you. And so the most important thing that you should do is to make sure that you are in compliance with the employment laws that you need to have for employees. So go back and listen to the first episode of this series. I think it was five days ago. And make sure that you're complying with all of those laws. We go into details about what those are and the most common things that people get wrong when they're just winging it. And so you want to make sure that you are researching all of the different federal, state, and local employment laws that affect your business. So not only where you live or where your business is established, but also where your employees do their work. And so some of the biggest things are overtime rules, minimum wage laws, anti-discrimination laws, record-keeping laws, as well as classification laws. All of those things are so critical that you do 
And that is where to start. If you don't even know how to start with that, guess what? We have a checklist for you. It's actually more of a workflow. We have a complete process for you to do that. And we also have a way that we can do it with you at my business. So if you go check out our HR risk assessment, you'll be able to get a copy of your own assessment, walk through it to clearly outline your risk areas, and then set up a time to talk to us so that we can help you through it. So we have that all for you in a really easy to do place. If you're not sure if you want to do that, you can just download our compliance checklist and it will at least walk you through some of the basics. Then once you've done that, I would do an employee handbook. So create your policies that we just talked about yesterday. Take some time to create that employee handbook and those operating procedures so that when people join your business, they know what is expected of them. Now, if you're listening to the show and you only have contractors, this might not be the most important thing for you right now, but there's parts of it, like the operating procedures that we talked about yesterday, could be so helpful for you. Establishing how you guys communicate, how you work together, what platform do you use? All of those things could be helpful. What I wouldn't do is put it in a handbook and then send it to your contractors because technically they're not employees. But you could create those different kind of one pagers and send it to all your contractors so everybody's on the same page. So an employee handbook would be next. Then once that's done, well, an employee handbook and core policies is what I'm going to say. Then once that's done, get those hiring best practices in place that we talked about. Set up a structured hiring process. So first, what I would actually do before even setting up the hiring process, what you're going to hear people tell you to do is create job descriptions. Create job descriptions for everybody on your team. They use the word job description. And I think that's the worst advice, to be honest. But it's so ingrained to everybody's head who've ever worked at a company is there's job descriptions is just what you have. What I would actually do instead is create some success indexes. And actually, we'll use these with our clients. And it's basically like a scorecard for each person's job. Look at it that way. What you want to have in the first section is responsibilities. What is this person's job responsible for? What are the day in and day out tasks? What does this person need to do? And you're also setting goals. What needs to be accomplished in this job in the next six months and the next year? And then every year, create a new success index for every person on your team because the goals are going to change, right? The goalpost is going to move. And so you want to revisit these every single year. And so that's the responsibilities. Put an overall mission, like what is the purpose of this person's job at the company? And then clearly identify what skills are needed to be successful in this job. Outline what those are and have your team do this. You can have everybody on your team do this. And then make sure you also incorporate your core values. This is where you have to do this. Create your core values and then describe how they show up at work. So if a core value is we are inclusive, right? It shows up at work by we share our ideas freely. We include other people in decision-making processes. We allow people to show up as their full self here. Those types of things. Like you want to establish like statements of what that means. And when all of those things are included in the success scorecard, then you have a performance management guide for your team, right? So do that, not a job description. Then set up your hiring processes. So then 
You want to make sure that you're creating a hiring success, a version of that, what I just described, for future hires. If you are hiring a new job into your company, create a hiring success index, like what I just described, for that new person so that you know what you're looking for when you're hiring them. If you go to peopleprinciples.co forward slash hiring success, you'll get a copy of our hiring success index, which then you could just create a version of that for your current employees, changing a little bit. But if you go there, it's going to help you all about that. So then create a hiring process. So anybody who comes into your company, what is the standard three interviews they do or however much that is for working for you? And then before you hire, start to create interview questions for each of those stages based on that hiring success index that you've created. So that is what you should do for hiring best practices. Okay. I know it was a lot. Hopefully I didn't lose you yet. Real quick. Do you ever find yourself listening along to this and being like, shit, I wonder if I'm doing everything right from a legal and compliance perspective? Now, I've said this a lot, but I'm not an attorney, so nothing I share is legal advice. But over the last 15 years, I've worked with a lot of employment attorneys on a lot of different things related to people in HR. So I've learned a thing or two about helping a business stay compliant with the people stuff and implement some of the best practices so you can cover your ass, which is why I'm so excited about a free compliance and best practices checklist we've created over at my company, People Principles. It literally walks you step-by-step how to conduct an HR audit similar to what we do when we onboard new clients. So go grab your free copy over at peopleprinciples.co and you'll see it right there on the homepage. Now back to the show. Then create a performance management process, okay? And so that is a simple but structured, planned performance review process where you are checking in with your teams. So just do a quarterly, okay? Make it easy. Do it at once a quarter and check in on those performance success indexes that we just talked about. That's what you talk about. So you pull that up and you'd be like, where are things tracking? How is it going? Are you missing any of these skills that are needed? Do we need to help improve any of these skills? How are you showing up against our core values? Are you hitting your metrics? Those types of things. And you can also add a start, stop, continue. What should this person start doing? What should this person stop doing? What should they continue doing that's working well? Every quarter, simple, done, easy. So that's what I would do. Then I would review your benefits. If you have a team, review your benefits, see if you want to make any changes. All of that stuff is what I would do after that. And that's where I would start. Honestly, just doing all of those things is going to help you so much. And you can take it a step further and do all of these other things that we've done. But that's where I would start. Once you have those things in place, then actually, no, I'm going to give you one other thing that I would do. And I think it depends if you're listening to the show. I'm thinking in real time here. I guess if you're watching the video, you can see me looking off because I'm like actually thinking about how I would apply this. So I think you might be in one of two seats if you're listening to the show. One, you don't have any employees yet. Then it's a great time for you to set your core values, your mission, and your company goals. Do that first, okay? If you have a few employees already on your team, do everything I just described and then work together with your team to create your core values, your mission, your goals, 
And then the next quarter, when you do your performance review process, make sure that you're going over the stuff, you're going over the goals, the vision, the mission, all of that stuff. And you're incorporating that into the future goal setting. That's how I would roll it out. I want to say that I would do mission and goals before I would do performance reviews and higher and success indexes, but I don't think you actually should do that. So if you don't have them in place, do it in that order. And that's where you should start. And then once those things are going well, and once those things are really in process, then you can start to ladder on the other things. But for now, those are really where you should start. So as a review, comply with your labor laws, create an employee handbook, operating procedures, policies. For all of your current team, you want to create performance success indexes, which is a much more practical and tactful way of saying and useful thing instead of a job description. Then you want to create a hiring process that includes creating new hire success indexes, structured interviews, and a thoughtful curated interview process. And then you want to create a performance review process incorporating the success indexes for your current team. That's where you want to start. So it's five steps, okay? You can do it. These things are going to be so helpful for you. You're going to be set up on the right track. I know it can feel like a lot. And if it feels like a lot, I've already mentioned it, but we have a way that you can work with us and our team to help you do this stuff right. And we created it because if I'm going to be totally honest, the reason I've created this entire thing, this entire podcast, this entire risk assessment is because I'm really sick of joining companies and being a part of the cleanup crew. Do this early. Do it when you have five people because doing it after you've been in business for 10 years or five years and you've had up to 20 people, it is such a nightmare to work through. And this is a really easy way for you to get this done. So if you head over to my company, peopleprinciples.co forward slash risk assessment, you're going to find a way that you can work with us. You can book your risk assessment. First, you get homework. So you'll get an entire risk assessment sent to you for you to do homework so that you can show up to our 60-minute call together and we can talk about what issues do you have with complying to laws, okay? How do we fix them? What's the best way to fix them? Then we can talk about, do you have an employee handbook? What should we include in that? How should we get it created and roll it out? We talk about hiring processes. We can we map out what to do based on where you're at, essentially, is what I'm saying. And so you can get all of that by working with us. Just head over to peopleprinciples.co forward slash risk assessment. And we will drop the link in the show notes as well. And if you don't want to work with us, that's fine. Just go back and listen to all five episodes and you'll have the complete playbook of what to do and how to get things on track because I truly care about small business owners protecting themselves because it can cost a lot of money to do this stuff wrong. And you're missing out on scaling your business in a sustainable way. And I don't want you to be in the middle of some of these not fun legal cases that you get for not doing this stuff right. It makes you doubt yourself. It makes you wonder why you're even in business. It makes you start to really dislike having a team. It doesn't have to be that way. And all it takes is a little bit of thought and care right now to get this stuff on track. So I'm so grateful you guys tune in and I hope you've learned a lot during this episode series and we'll chat again next week.
We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take things up a notch in your business. And just wanted to remind you that if you want access to the tools, strategies, and guidance you need, our on-demand HR program might be perfect for you. Say goodbye to corporate HR rules because hello, that's not how I roll here if you've listened to a few episodes. And say hello to straightforward, actionable advice designed just for your small business and actually for you individually. Because you get unlimited email and DM access to our team, including me. It's like having your own HR consultant on speed dial. So don't wait. Take your small business to the next level with our on-demand program at peopleprinciples.co forward slash on-demand. We're here to support you every step of the way of building and leading and managing your team. Thanks for being a part of our community and we'll see you in the next episode.